0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. See, a lot of us can't advance or go to the next level today or find our place in our season because we're too concerned about the consequences of saying yes to God. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Turn your Bible to the book of Matthew. Matthew, the first chapter. I'm going to try my best to contain myself because I am so the Lord. I'm just bubbling over with joy, and I thank the Lord for it. Hallelujah. All right, Matthew, the first chapter, Matthew 1. And uh, we're going to read just shortly, verses 18 through 25. And this would be actually part number two of the message uh, entitled, going to the next level this will be part number two we're going to subtitle it this is your season tell your neighbor this is your season this is your season and we're gonna glean from the Word of God today we are so excited about it so let's jump in Matthew the first chapter verses 18 through 25 and it reads now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost then Joseph her husband being a just man now underline the word just man we're going to review that again today or make special note of it Joseph being a just man and not willing to make her a public example you can underline that or make special note of it uh, was mighty to put her away privately you can underline that also it makes, or make special note of it. Verse 20, it says, But while he fought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophet, rather which was spoken by the Lord or of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Oh, this is so thrilling! This is so thrilling! This is so thrilling! You know, often as I minister the word of God and, and and I read the text, you know, words just continue to leap off of the page. And it's like a surprise. It's like I want to reveal to you a surprise, but it's like I'm walking you through this, but I don't want you to get it just yet. But it seems like it just leaps and leaps. And I'm trying to pull it back down. Not right now. Not right now. Not right now. Oh, I want to explain it to them. And the word of God is just, I'm telling you, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I'm telling you, it's just awesome. All right. We're going to start again in verse number 19. Now, we know the situation. Well, verse 18. We know the situation. Mary is now pregnant. She has been pregnant impregnated uh, by the Holy Spirit by God's Spirit the King James says by the Holy Ghost this is what's called the immaculate conception she is a virgin she has not had relations physical relations or sexual relations with a man man has not caused her to be pregnant but she is pregnant by the Holy Ghost and she is espoused to Joseph her husband now we went over that last week I'm not wanna go Really, a whole lot into that, but so I'll refer you to part number one. But we understand that being espoused uh, was a legal contract. It was as uh, legally binding as marriage, as marriage was. Uh, in today's modern day time, we would say uh, it would be engaged. But uh, being espoused was more than just an engagement. It was a legal contract between two parties they made an agreement to be married on a certain day or a certain time and the only one there was only one way to break an espousal period or it's also called a betrothal period the only, they there was only one way to break it and that was through divorce through divorce if they were espoused to one another and if the husband or the fiance the male the man if he died during the betrothal period or Uh, during the espousal period then the one that he was engaged to would be called a widow that was just how strong that was are you with me this was a contract between two people one of the highest contracts uh, or covenants uh, in the land especially there in Bible times as it is today all right now let's look at this Uh, once again verse 18 says now, the birth of Jesus was on this wise or under these circumstances when his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph. So they were in a legitimate espousal contract. They were betrothed one to another. All right. She was espoused to Joseph before they came together or before they had sexual relations. She was found. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's important that uh, the Bible mentions before they came together, before they had relations, because uh, if they didn't put that, if the Lord did not allow that to be put there, then others would just assume that the baby belonged to Joseph. Are you with me? But it says clearly before they came together. Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Now, this is where we're going to start today. And again, I definitely definitely want to... um, just humbly beseech you, I humbly beseech you to make sure that you hear part one and get it in you. And it's going to make more sense to you. But I'm going to have to go on as we speak from the subtitle today of This Is Your Season. All right, in verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not willing, uh, that is, he purposed not to make her a public example Uh, was minded to put her away privately but he was minded to put her away privately now we're really going to look at verse 19 now not a lot is said about Joseph a lot is said about Mary and even today especially in the Catholic Church uh, there are statues of Mary and they still call her the Virgin Mary even though she went on to conceive other children by her husband Joseph but not a lot is said about Joseph but let me tell you If you catch the revelation of Joseph, I'm telling you, you're going to be tremendously blessed of God. If you can understand what's going on with Joseph. Now, Joseph was such a a tremendous figure in the Lord's life that uh, God hand selected him. He hand picked Joseph to be the stepfather, if you will, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Now, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that, and uh, we could get it. Just hold your finger there, or just, or just listen. It's up to you. Uh, hold your finger there, and it's in Isaiah 9. As a matter of fact, just make a note of it. Isaiah 9, verse number 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a child is born. Say, a child is born. It, then it says, Unto us a son is given. Say son is given. Okay, and it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now notice this again. This again is Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse number six. It says, unto us a child is born. It says, unto us a son is given. Now it is the child that is born. The child is born. The son was not born, but the child was born. It was the son that was given. Now, why is that important? Because Jesus was already alive way well before He she uh, well before Mary was made pregnant with him. The Lord was alive. He was the word of God, it is the word of God that was made flesh. Amen. He existed in the beginning with God. And though in the beginning was God. And the Word was with God or was, was God. Are you with me? So the Lord our existed. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit existed well before this encounter with Mary. The Son existed. The Father, our Heavenly Father existed. The Son existed. The Holy Spirit existed. So it does not say that the Son was born. It says the child was born. The child meaning the flesh, the flesh of the son. Are you with me? It was the child that was made subject to the earthly authority of Joseph. That's very important. It was a child that was made subject to the earthly authority. Not the son, not God. God was not subject unto man. Man is subject unto God, right? But it was a child that was made subject Unto Joseph until the child grew in wisdom and in power and in favor with God and man. The child grew. Of course, this is Jesus growing up. And then once we see Jesus grown up being a full grown man. Right? And starting ministry. You don't hear him talking about Joseph. You don't hear him talking about his earthly father. But he begins to say, my heavenly father you'll find that Joseph eclipses. I mean, he kind of fades out that there be no mistake of who Jesus is talking about. As he says, I'm here for my father. My father is with me. You talking about Joseph, Jesus? No, I'm talking about my heavenly father. Joseph is then eclipsed. In other words, Joseph decreases and his heavenly father increases. Oh, this is so thrilling. Are you still with me? So for those, and, and I, I love the way the Father's done this, because the Lord Jesus uh, is going to be in authority in the earth realm. And in order to be in authority, you must be under authority. And if anybody was not in need of a covering, it would have been Jesus Christ. Amen. If anybody was not in need of someone to cover them, it would have been Jesus. But we have a whole lot of people today that say, well, I don't need nobody to cover me. I'm a pastor of a church. I'm a this or that. I don't need no covering of me. I'm going to just be submitted to God. But even God, when he sent his son into the earth, when the child was born, made sure that the child was covered. Hallelujah. Had a covering. He sent Joseph there to cover the child. Isn't that wonderful? Until the child grew and matured directly and was completely submitted unto god his father are you with me now that's wonderful i pray you understand that that's wonderful that's wonderful and it says now let's go back into uh verse number 19 that's what i want you i want you to see first of all that joseph's primary responsibility was to be that spiritual covering for the child the child needs spiritual covering he needs spiritual headship of the father hallelujah that's important and so and we're going to learn a, a lot of lessons today. Uh, but this we could say is the first lesson of that. Every child needs the covering of a father. There's an earthly covering uh, that is ordained of God for every child. Hallelujah. All right. Then Joseph, uh, her husband, that is again they're in the espousal period. They're not, they haven't been officially married, but because they're in that espousal period, it is seen, seen as marriage. Are you with me? But they're not officially married yet, they're engaged, they're in that espousal period. Are, are we understanding that? All right, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Now, we're going to look at that for a moment. Because if you understand the term just man, you'll also understand some of the character and nature of God as it relates to us today. Because there are so many lessons here. Now notice what it says. Uh, Being a just man and not willing to make her a public example. Was minded to put her away privately. Now when you think about just. You think about the word justice. What does justice mean? Justice means in its simplest form. Uh, where we are rendering to every man according to their deeds. An eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. That is, you do the crime, you do the time. That's justice. When you go into a court of law, let's say you got a speeding ticket or something, one thing you don't want to ask for is justice. No, you want to ask for mercy. You want to ask for mercy. You want to ask for grace because you know that you have done something wrong. So, Your Honor, give me mercy and grace. You don't cry for justice when you know that you're wrong. Right? You don't cry for justice. Now, if you're in the right and somebody's coming at you like the poor widow woman who went to the unjust judge, she kept saying, avenge me of mine adversary, avenge me of mine adversary. In other words, judge, you have it within you and this is my legal right and you are supposed to protect me from the one that is coming against me. So now she's crying for justice because she's in the right. But when you know that you're in the wrong, when we know that we have sinned, we have fallen short, you don't cry for justice, you cry for mercy, you cry for grace. Are you understanding? The Bible says that Joseph was a just man. Now understand that. He said he was a just man. And here again, justice uh, does not uh, immediately render uh, the, the definition of mercy. It doesn't. Justice Simply means again that we are rendering to every man his deeds. You do the crime, you do the time. That's it. That's justice. But just but Joseph, being a just man, was not willing uh, to make uh, to make Mary a public example. Now, by the definition justice here, it does not sound. Like uh, Joseph is meeting up to what the Bible says. If Joseph was indeed a just man, then Mary should have died. Because here again, justice says, you do the crime, you do the time. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If you do it, then you should die. If you do it, then you should, uh, th- then you should uh, pay the consequences for it. Mary told Joseph... I'm pregnant, and I'm pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Now, they're in this espousal period. Joseph does not believe that Mary has been pregnant, has been made pregnant by the Holy Spirit. What he thinks at this point in time is that she has been with another man, and this is grounds for her death. Turn with me. I want you to see this. Turn with me to uh, Deuteronomy, the 22nd chapter. Deuteronomy 22. Two I really want you to see this. Deuteronomy 22. I'll give you a moment to get there. We're going to look at the law as Joseph understood it at that day, as Mary understood it at that day. What did the law say about uh, two persons being espoused and a pregnancy coming up? What does it say? What was Joseph facing here? OK? Uh, Deuteronomy 22, uh, verse 22. And it reads, If a man be found lying with a woman married to an husband, then they shall both of them die. Both the man that lie with the woman and the woman, so shalt thou put away evil from Israel. Now this, of course, 22 is talking about adultery, right? If you commit adultery, here's the law, then the both of you are supposed to die. Are you with me? If there is adultery, the law says you both must die. Let's look at verse 23. It says, If a damsel that is a virgin be betrothed unto an husband, and a man find her in the city and lie with her, then ye shall bring them both out unto the gate of, the si- of that city and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. That they die. If the virgin that is betrothed to another that's in that espousal contract, if she lay with another man, then she and that man must die. Are you listening? The damsel because she cried not. She didn't cry rape or she didn't cry help. The damsel because she cried not being in the city and the man because he had humbled his neighbor's wife. So thou shalt put away evil from among you. All right. Here again. What's happening here? Mary and Joseph are in an espousal period. They are espoused one to another they're under legal contract mary understands that joseph is soon to be her husband but under the espousal period he's he's carrying the role of husband mary understands that she is a spouse of joseph and she's carrying the role of a wife at this time but they have not come together because they have not officially been married mary pops up pregnant joseph does not believe that this is a child that belongs to god joseph at this point can go to the court can go to the magistrate and say to them she has been unfaithful to me she is pregnant she has been with another man and they would at that point take her to the gates of the city and everybody pick up stones and throw it at her until she is dead she he was unwilling for her to die and to be made a public example the bible says a public example Which means that her name would go down in infamy. Which means that every time somebody thought about uh, stepping out on their spouse, especially in a a, spousal period, they would think up the name Mary. Well, I can't do this because I remember what happened to Mary. I I remember how we took up stones or how they took up stones and they killed her at the gates. She would be an example for all to see. Don't do this. Are you with me? So here again. Now here's the heart of the Father. I want you to see this. Because the Lord is revealing the heart of God, our Heavenly Father, through the actions of Joseph, the Lord Jesus' earthly father. Are you with me? Because Joseph was in a position, being a just man... He was in a position to have her killed, to say, judgment, you must die for what you've done. He's in a high position to have her stoned to death. But instead of showing her judgment or justice, he gives her mercy. Unwilling, unwilling to make her a public example, he decided to. Put her away or divorce her privately. Now, how is that the heart of God? Because God stands at a just position. He's the only one that is right. And we all have wronged him. All have sinned and fallen short of the mercy of God, of, of, the, of the righteousness of God. We all have fallen short. God stands as just. And he could say All humanity is going to hell. But instead he says, mercy, grace, I will restore you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful parallels here. Now, I want you to see something else here. It says here that, uh, again, Joseph being a just man and not uh, not willing to make her a public example. Now, we know what that means public example which means they haul you out in the streets they stone you for dead they disgrace you in such a manner that anybody that thinks about doing this they'll think about you they will think about your face and they say well I can't do this because I remember what happened to her public example now they did this a lot in ancient cultures that someone was caught stealing they would cut off their hands and that would tell you unless you wanna get your hands cut off don't steal right I mean, it was uh, it was all over the place. They they made people examples. Now, uh, I really want you to see, really want you to see something too, because this is powerful. Even in uh, in other cultures, uh, when someone committed adultery, I believe in the Egyptian culture, uh, what they would actually do uh, was cut off the nose of the person. Well, let me let me let me let me read it because I have some notes for you. Um, Being a public example, of course, means to expose her to public shame and infamy. Adultery has always been considered a crime of a very horrendous nature. In Egypt, it was punished by cutting off the nose of the (laughs) adulteress. Cut off your nose. I bet you'll learn next time, won't you? In Persia, the nose and ears were cut off. And of course, in Judah, punishment was death by stoning if you committed adultery isn't that something so this was a serious crime throughout the world and so here is Mary espoused to Joseph Joseph does not believe that she is innocent he could have said your honor let's stone her she has betrayed me if Joseph was a violent man or a vengeful man then Mary would have been dead unless the Lord had acted in it. Do you see this? Now, the Bible says that he thought to put her away privately. What does that mean, put away privately? To put away privately means that uh, even in that ancient time, they would have to uh, give them a right. The man would have to, or the husband, give a writ of divorcement, a writing of divorcement. And uh, he would present that letter uh, to the courts. And of course, there would be a sort of like divorce court, and there would be witnesses there as as the man cited the reason you know there's something wrong with her or you know she wasn't a virgin or something something about it and and he could give her that writ of divorcement and uh, present it before the magistrate and before the witnesses and uh citing the reason and then of course giving the paper to the young lady and she would be going about her way going about your way now you're not fit there's something wrong now you can find that actually in the book of Deuteronomy again, if we want to look at it, but we'll look at it later. Deuteronomy 24. Let me read it for you. Deuteronomy 24, verse 1 says, When a man hath taken a wife and married her, it, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement, And give it in her hand, and send her out of his house. That sounds mighty uh, one-sided. I don't like you. You haven't pleased me. It's your paper. See it. I know a lot of people wouldn't stand for that today, but uh, (laughs) you hear what I'm saying to you. All right. So Joseph was in his legal right to give her a divorce, to 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 divorce her. He he was uh, legally. he had a legal position to do that or to have a stone or just divorce her now when the Bible says that he he decided to put her away privately that that meant that he was not going to fill in the section that was that was supposed to be for reasons uh, why I'm divorcing her he was going to leave it blank I have no reason that was his right he's the husband he can divorce her there's just something wrong here and I'm not saying what it is He thought to put away privately so that she wouldn't go through the shame and the death, putting away publicly. Are you with me? So Joseph was in a bad position here. He thought that Mary had betrayed him. Now, Mary is also in a very bad position. Uh, Now, here again, Mary's in a bad position because she said yes to God. You understand she knows that she is espoused to Joseph and she knows that God said I'm going to make you pregnant she but she did not hesitate once she asked the angel how shall this be because you know I haven't been with a man how will this be angel said well the the Holy Spirit is going to come on you he's going to overshadow you and you're going to conceive what did she say be it unto me she has what's called ready obedience you said it let it happen in other words, she's more focused on doing the will of God than, is she, than she is about the consequences of what could happen if she did the word of God. See, a lot of us can't advance or go to the next level today or find our place in our season because we're too concerned about the consequences of saying yes to God. The Bible says that she conceived the Lord. She conceived the Word of God. She conceived and gave birth to a miracle, because she didn't think of herself, but she thought of what the Lord. She put more emphasis on the commands of God than she did her own life. I hope you're seeing these par- these wonderful parallels here. The Lord Jesus said, "If you seek He who seeks to or whoever seeks to save his life, you're going to lose it." But whoever loses life for my sake and the gospel's is going to find it. True life begins as we divorce our will, as we say no to us and yes to him. But we'll never go forth to the next level. We'll never truly get into our season if we're always concerned about me. What will happen to me? What will people think about me if I obey you? Mary had ready obedience. You'll actually find that the same case with Joseph. Once Joseph knew for certain that this was God, the Bible says that he rose from sleep and took Mary to be his wife. Ready obedience. There's no pause in there. I love that, man. I love that. Once they are sure that this is God and this is what God's telling me to do, they step out and great things begin to happen. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. But they are surrounded with a bunch of scrutiny. Now, is anybody getting anything out of this today? This is wonderful. Now, the Bible goes on to say, so we, under, we have a better picture now of verse number 19, don't we? God is just. and We have a, a better understanding about the, being a public example. We have better understanding about uh, putting her away privately, giving her that writ of divorcement. Now, this is wonderful. Now, if we look at verse number 20 now I want to show you the inner struggle that Joseph had he really struggled with this because even though Joseph and Mary may not have known each other that well because here again there were a lot of arranged marriages during Bible times and sometimes even today believe it or not in some foreign countries there are arranged marriages and arranged marriages can make a lot of sense if you think about it in today's time you know, you have a, let's say I have a son, and let's say someone else has a daughter. You know, back in Bible times, uh, the woman couldn't do too much. You know, she couldn't own property and, and, and so many other things. So in order to take care of their daughter, they would espouse them or arrange the marriage at birth. My daughter will marry your son. Your son would take care of him. Your, your son would take care of her. Would you do that? Yes. They made arrangements. They, they looked at the families. They looked at the breeding of the family, the lineage of the family, making sure that, that this would happen so they knew that my, they know that their daughter would always be taken care of. So the daughter didn't have to wander through life. I wonder who am I going to marry. I wonder where my husband is. Am I going to have a husband? Am I ever going to get married? That's not even a question. Young man didn't have to say, I wonder who am I going to marry. That's not even a question. It's already arranged you're going to be married. This is your wife. This is your this is your husband. You're going to be married. So that does make some sense and we see how it happened there in Bible times. Here again how Mary and Joseph were espoused. This was most probably an arranged marriage. So they may not have known each other that well, but they were still attracted to one another. Joseph was very much attracted to Mary. He had strong feelings for Mary. Now how do we know that? Now listen to this. Anytime, let's say you're engaged to somebody, uh uh, let's say you're, you're engaged to someone, and during your engagement period, they turn up pregnant. Or let's say you're a lady and and your husband to be, make somebody pregnant, get somebody pregnant during your engagement period. Now, if you have strong feelings for them, you're gonna you're gonna, I mean, it's going to hurt you, it's going to badly offend you, but you're going to be somewhat hesitant about breaking it off because of the deep love that is there. Now, if you don't too much care for him, say, what? You did what to me? Yeah, later, bye. That's not even a fault about it. You're going to put him away there's not even a thought about it. If there is no true love there in the midst of that, if there is no strong Holy Spirit, God attraction, there's not even going to be a thought. You did this, you out of the door. That's it. I'm through with you. No, you hurt me and that's it. And a lot of people have done that. Through hurt, they've been through with people and they're done. That's it. You with me? But Joseph, look at this, because he... He really, he really did love her, he, or, or we can say really had strong feelings uh, for her. Number one, he didn't, uh, uh, he didn't take revenge on her. You hurt my heart. You're with another man. I thought I saw you looking at another man in the synagogue last week. I thought I did. And now you tell me the Holy Ghost made you pregnant? I saw you looking at him. You know, so if he was a vengeful man or a jealous man, she probably would have died unless the Lord had intervened. But he had strong feelings for her. And because of his feelings, he didn't want her to die. He decided to put her away publicly. And the Bible says that in verse, look at verse number 20. It says, but while he fought on these things. Now we run over that, but let's not run over that. He said, while he fought on these things, what things is he thinking about? What things is he thinking about now, as the wife that he is meant to have uh, has now is now pregnant? what things could he be thinking about, and she says that this is god 's baby that she 's giving birth to the messiah? What he he be thinking about he 's thinking on these things he thinking about is she crazy? Is this really true? Is she just a compulsive liar? you know what, what is he thinking about now was he do thinking does she really care about me? Or, you know, what's going on? Or did my parents make a mistake when they came and, and found her family? What, he's thinking about all these things. That she, was, am I really going to kill her? Or, or you know, what what is he thinking about? So he's in a struggle. But one of the things that he's really thinking about and really is on his heart is, can I still go through with this relationship? I care for her. I know we're still supposed to be together. Now, understand now, Here again, we get into the subject now. We said all that to say this because we're getting into uh, the season because this is Joseph's season. He's called to do this. He was called from birth to be the covering, the earthly covering of the Messiah. And now he's here at his point in destiny and he's just about to blow it. Can you see what's going on here? He's here. Now he here again handpicked from handpicked by God throughout eternity to be the covering of Christ Jesus, to be the covering of the child, handpicked, and it's now the moment. Now his spouse, wife, is pregnant, pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Everything is right, but Joseph is about to fumble it. This is his destiny to be the covering of the child, of the Messiah. This is his destiny. This is his calling. This is his season. And he's just about to fumble it. Are you with me? Because understand. One of the greatest things that we fear. That a lot of Christians fear. Is missing it. it. Is missing out on your calling. It's missing out on what God called you to do. We fear missing it. At that moment. At that zenith. At that point. Because this was a, a very climactic time. This was the zenith. If he messed this up then his whole mission in life would have been forfeited. Are you with me? How he handled this moment... How he handled the matters of his heart. All these swirling emotions, swirling emotions. And, and still a man of God, still a just man, still a righteous man. But matters of the heart was so filling him. Is he angry? Do I hate her? Or do, do I just feel sad because she, she has betrayed me? All these swirling emotions. But yet still he's still at this point. This is the greatest point in his life. Will you say yes to this or not? And so, while he's going through all this thinking, back and forth, this inner turmoil, an angel comes to him and assures him that, Joseph, this is God's baby. Don't be afraid. He tells him, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. Which is actually some of the same language that the angel tells Mary. He tells her, Fear not. Fear not, Mary. And he tells Joseph, Fear not, Joseph, because this thing is coming to you. Now, why would the angel here again tell Joseph, Fear not? Because Joseph has feelings for Mary and he really wants to be with her, but how can he when the law says, I've got to put you away? When the law says it, you know, when he knows that if I take you, you know, I'm going to be disgraced, how can I? How can this be? Which is the same thing Mary asked the angel, How can this be? I want this to happen, but how can this be, seeing I know not a man? Joseph, uh, the angel tells Joseph, fear not to take unto her. This is your point. This is your time. This is your destiny. In my closing, because I'm about to close this off, understand something. Joseph kept a clear conscience. He did what he thought was right. He stayed in the course until he had a word from God. Once he received a confirming word from God, he moved out upon what the Lord had told him to do. Now, as this is your season, you're going to be confronted with a myriad of issues. Some things are going to look favorable and some things will not look favorable. There'll be some things in your heart as the Holy Spirit is speaking in your heart because surely as this is Joseph's destiny, God is speaking in his heart. But everything else around him is saying the opposite. Surely there is some knowing when you come to your point in destiny, when you are just one decision away from greatness, surely God has something to say on the inside of you. Surely there is an inkling, a divine knowing, a stirring in you that this that this Mary, maybe I ought to be with her. Maybe I ought to go to that meeting. Maybe I ought to hook up with that ministry. Maybe I ought to do this. Maybe i should but all this stuff is all around me how can i do that how can i do that but joseph stays the course he keeps a clear conscience and he continues until he hears a word from god that word simply affirms a deep conviction that was already in his heart he already has strong feeling for her, strong feelings for her and he rises up and he commits to the action he commits immediately they go and they get married and he takes under her his wife isn't that wonderful in this season because this is your season but every season is marked by some kind of turmoil even the birth of Jesus as we said before was marked by turmoil people wanted to kill him Uh, There were assassins assigned to to find him. Rather, the the king used the three wise men uh, as seekers to go out to find the child Jesus so that he could send people to kill him. When Moses was born, the same thing. Let's go and kill him. Let's take all the, the firstborn and let, let, let's kill him and, or, or, or the age, a certain age group. Let's kill all the children. There was always turmoil, some sort of strife, some form of uh, maybe e- even an internal turmoil, a struggling when you are about to reach your season. Same thing was, of course, at the birth of uh, Samuel as Hannah Uh, was about to give birth or was was trying to be pregnant and uh panaya the other wife uh uh, was just tormenting her and tormenting her and tormenting her because she had children and hannah had none and hannah finally went into the altar into upon the altar in the house of god and she cried out before the lord cried out for the lord she was in deep agony deep sorrow and Eli the priest said, "It's done unto you." And shortly effect, she had the child. The entrance of seasons is often marked by deep turmoil and distress. But here's a promise from God: that as your heart is submitted to him, you won't miss your season because the Lord will be sure to bring a messenger if he has to give you a message through a dream to confirm what he's put in your heart if he has to send you an angel or person or message uh, or, or somebody on a radio on television or in a cartoon he will confirm his word to you and then as you have ready obedience because the only thing that you're waiting for is to be clear on what direction to run in you say, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. So you continue on the path that you know. Continue on what's written. This is all you know to do. You are going to keep your conscience clear. And once you have the right direction, you're determined to run in that direction. Well, God's going to make sure. He's going to make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know uh, what is his will. And you won't miss your season as your heart is submitted to him. And as you have ready obedience, that is, the car has already started. The key, you know, it's in ignition. The car has started. Your foot is, you know, you're ready uh, to pull the, uh, the lever from park down to drive. You're ready. Or you already have it in drive. You just don't know which way to go. You have ready obedience. You know. You have a knowing in your heart that this is the right way to go, but you don't know how to get there. Well, you can wait on the Lord to, to speak to you, but this is your season. Now, there are about seven lessons that we have to learn here. Number one, as we said, keep a clear conscience and wait on the Lord's confirming word. This is your season. Two, God uses those who have a heart of ready obedience. If we're still struggling with stuff that we know, you may just miss your season. If you're still struggling with stuff that you know, if you're still Uh, Trying to save your life, trying to save your reputation, trying to save your home, trying to save your marriage. If you're trying to save it by sacrificing the word of God, you're going to lose it because true peace only comes through the prince of peace. True peace only comes through the prince of peace and true prosperity only comes from the prosperous one. And that is the Lord. We have sacrificed so many times the word of God sacrifice God's principles uh, to get ahead in life and God says in order for you to really reach your full potential in destiny you're going to have to be willing to die so that his plans can live remember the Lord Jesus said at the, in the garden he said father let not my will but let your will he said if, if it be your will let this cup pass from me that's what we want to say if it be your will let this cup pass from me I don't want to go through this But nevertheless, not what I want, but let what you want take place. Every season, the beginning of seasons, are marked with sacrifice, are marked with conflicts. And after we get through that conflict time, there is great power and promotion. Consider the Lord Jesus Christ as He he was beginning His public ministry. He was baptized in the River Jordan. But before He could go out and proclaim the gospel... He had to go through a wilderness experience because the Bible says he was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That was uh, so he, the mark of his ministry at the birth of his ministry. It was marked by conflict. But he had to go through the conflict in order to receive the power. Now, number three out of the seven things. Uh... We can also see we're going to glean from the character of Joseph. Just because you can do something, does that mean that you should do something? You're going to have to seek God. Joseph, just because he had a right to send her off or to have her stoned, does that mean that he should have? The fourth thing is follow the path of the Lord and let the Lord deal with the consequences. We're going to have to remember that and keep that in focus, keep that in constant view. Follow God's path and let the Lord deal with the consequences. Follow the Lord's path and let the Lord deal with the consequences. Follow the Lord's path and let him deal with the consequences. Do what he said and let him deal with the consequences. For what will it profit a man to gain the whole world? But lose your soul. Don't go through life always telling God no. No. No, I'm not going to do this. I hear, I hear you, God, but no, 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 no. And the person that constantly tells God no, no, no will look to God on that day when you stand before him. And we're going we're gonna to expect God to say, yes, let me in. But he'll simply give you back the answer that you've been giving him. No. You spend your life telling him yes, you'll hear yes. You spend your life, your whole life telling him no, and you will hear no. It's really that simple. Are you with me? All right. Joseph also practiced, Joseph and Mary, practiced um, delayed gratification and self-control. They practiced delayed gratification self-control. Joseph knew not Mary until after the child was born. He practiced delayed gratification and self-control. As you enter into your season, we're going to have to practice. You're going to have to ask the Lord to help you, to control you. Help you, help. Say, Lord, help me to control myself. Give me temperance, temperance, self-control. The last thing we want to say, really, even those who are born in humble circumstances can be great and do great things the Lord Jesus Christ was born under under humble circumstances we know that he was born in a manger rather born uh, in a stable placed in that manger wrapped in swaddling clothes although he was born in Bethlehem they lived in Nazareth they were from Nazareth Mary of Joseph were from Nazareth Nazareth did not have a good reputation because even one of the disciples said when they were Uh, finding out about Jesus they said well well, I believe it was Nathan can anything good come from Nazareth it was the wrong side of the town it was a town on the wrong side of the tracks can anything good come up from there but here's the Lord Jesus born under hostile uh, surroundings as people were coming to try to kill him born to parents that were a disgrace or shamed because they were thought in the community that they couldn't wait. Joseph just couldn't wait. Mary just couldn't wait till they got married. They were pregnant. She was pregnant before they got married. Disgrace. Having to be born there in a stable and placed in a manger. Disgrace. Having to be born and raised in the town of Nazareth. Wrong side of the track. But even then, he was able to rise as he submitted to his heavenly father, submitted to his earthly covering. He was able to rise to do great things. So it doesn't matter where you come from, who your parents are and all that stuff. As we submit it to God, the Lord will take us higher and higher and higher. Yes, this is your season. But understand that the birth of seasons is always marked by some sort of turmoil. So if our lives are in turmoil right now, chaos, and and if there is a, a, a... a cascade of emotions on the inside of us and if we're going back and forth and and we don't know what to do, let me tell you, you're ripe for this season because you're just at the zenith, at the apex of your destiny. And don't worry, as you submit it to God, he will send you a confirming word to let you know which direction to run in. And when you do, you'll be blessed and all those around you will be too. Well, I pray you've heard the word of God today. We are done In Jesus' mighty name. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.